Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Monday, May 16th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Russia's war in Ukraine is taking its toll on Europe's economy. It's also prompted Sweden and Finland to make the historic decision to join NATO. Not all NATO members are rolling out the welcome mat, though. Plus, one of Ireland's top bankers is heading to Credit Suisse to help set things right. We'll look at why Francesca McDonough is making the move. You could say she's taking danger money here. I mean, my rough estimations, she could look to at least double her pay at Credit Suisse. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. The energy crisis triggered by Russia's invasion of Ukraine is taking a toll on the European economy. Officials say that the EU and euro area are forecast to expand by a mere 2.7% this year. That's well below the previous 4% expectation. Next year's growth is expected to be even lower. On top of the slowing growth, inflation is expected to surge above 6% this year. Households are facing higher food prices as well as high energy prices. In response to high inflation, the European Central Bank has signaled it may raise interest rates this summer. It would be the ECB's first rate hike in more than a decade. Yesterday, Sweden broke a 200-year policy of military neutrality. The Nordic country and its neighbor, Finland, both announced they'll join NATO. This would be one of the most far-reaching consequences of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. But the move is opposed by another NATO member. The FT's Laura Patel explains why Turkey's president, Recep Tayyip Erdogan, doesn't want Sweden and Finland to join. So he kind of set a cat among the pigeons on Friday by coming out publicly and saying that he couldn't look very positively on these two countries' NATO membership. And the reason that he gave is that he sees them as kind of guest houses, to use his word, for terrorists. Um, And by that, he was referring to members of the Kurdistan Workers' Party, the PKK, which is an armed militant group that's been fighting the Turkish state in a very bloody war for decades now. It's classified as a terrorist organization by Turkey, by the EU, by the US. And there's a big Kurdish community in in Sweden in particular. Turkey accuses Sweden of not doing enough to crack down on PKK financing and recruitment in the country. And they also get annoyed when Swedish politicians meet with representatives of an offshoot of the PKK that's active in Syria. So what does this mean? Does Does Erdogan's view jeopardize Sweden and Finland's ability to join NATO? Well, initially it sounded like that, but I have to say that since his initial comments, some of his foot soldiers have spent quite a a serious amount of time carefully qualifying his remarks. They've said that they're not closing the door to Sweden and Finland's NATO membership, merely that they're raising their concerns. I mean, their argument is that NATO is an alliance and that allies should show each other solidarity and that harboring a group that goes around killing Turkish civilians and soldiers is not an act of solidarity. Turkey's foreign minister, Mevlut Çavuşoğlu, uh, also suggested he wants Sweden and Finland to lift an arms embargo that was put in place in Turkey in 2019 in retaliation for its invasion of northeast Syria that year. So I think it seems to me that it's a bit of a bargaining position. The foreign minister denied explicitly that it was 
the attempt at gaining leverage. NATO officials, including NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg, they were kind of playing down the significance of this rift on this issue. Everybody seems to be quite confident that they'll get Turkey over the line and they'll get Sweden and Finland over the line. Laura Patel is the FT's Turkey correspondent. She's based in Ankara. Credit Suisse recently cleared out its top ranks to try and move beyond a string of financial fiascos. Among the new faces it's bringing in is Francesca McDonough. She's the CEO of the Bank of Ireland, but later this year, she'll be the Swiss lender's head of Europe, Middle East, and Africa. To talk about why she's jumping to a lower position at a more troubled bank, I'm joined by our Europe banking correspondent, Owen Walker. Hey, Owen. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me on today. Yeah, no problem. So, Owen, why do you think Credit Suisse brought in McDonough? Well, I, I mean, first, she, she's a very impressive banker. She spent more than two decades at HSBC doing a variety of roles all around the world. She spent the last nearly five years at the Bank of Ireland, um, which is now its, its largest by market cap. And Credit Suisse is looking for competent executives with you know global view she's on the market and she's the sort of person they probably want to be bringing in to help steady the ship yeah she's got this really interesting background you know very self-made um can you talk a bit about what stands out about her life and and her life as a banker so she was raised in South London. Her mother was uh, a refugee from uh, Egypt. And she talks a lot about this background. Uh, you know, neither of her parents had been to university, but decided that she wanted to go to Oxford University. When she applied, she was actually turned down by three different colleges, rather than just sort of accept it. She called all of them up and, and basically said, you know, you've made a mistake. There must be an administrative ear. Did you really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. She said, I'm, I'm destined to come. Two of uh, the colleges sort of said, there's no mistake. Thanks, but no thanks. But one said, well, look, you, you've showed a bit of enthusiasm here. Why don't you come along and have another interview? She did. She kind of sailed through. She convinced them to let her join. And she did. And then she uh, went to Oxford. And then her career kind of took off after that one. Now, you mentioned before she agreed to come to Credit Suisse that McDonough was on the market. So looking around um, and would that be because Ireland's banking system has has these pay caps, basically uh, a limit to how much executives could be paid? Yeah, I mean, she has talked about this very candidly. There is a, a pay cap within Ireland on senior bankers of half a million euros a year. This all goes back to the, the bailouts around the financial crisis. There was a lot of banker bashing, a lot of blaming of the bankers at the time. And they decided that they should restrict the amount of pay. Now, that was fine for you know five ten years or so though as the economy's recovered there's now a real sense of alarm really certainly in the senior banking circles in in dublin that this is leaving leading to a brain drain because the best bankers don't want to be uh, restricted in in their pay they want to be paid compared to their peers around the, the rest of the world so uh, McDonough will be the fifth senior banker to leave over the past four years. And anyone you speak to in, in the market says it's all down to these uh, pay restrictions. So, Owen, I don't know if we know how much McDonough is going to make at Credit Suisse, but you know, some might say whatever it is, it's not enough considering how many fiascos Credit Suisse has been involved in over the past, you know, several years. What does McDonough need to do to help right the ship at Credit Suisse and, and help the bank avoid any more missteps? 
Sure. I mean, you could say she's taking danger money here. I mean, she had secured an exemption on on the pay cap in Ireland. So she earns just shy of a a million euros a year. And on my rough estimations, she could look to at least double her pay at Credit Suisse. Now, from the Irish perspective, they're losing one of their hotshot banking chief executives to go and work in a secondary executive role at Credit Suisse, which, you know, has very much become the basket case of Europe's banking industry. But I suppose from McDonough's perspective, Credit Suisse is undergoing it this year. They keep telling us it's a transition year. They're getting out a lot of the problems they've had and trying to get over them this year. It's going to be another rocky one. And if you speak to a lot of the executives who have joined over the past year, they talk very much about this resurgence. You know, if they're at Credit Suisse for the next five to 10 years, they really think that they could be the agents of that change. So I can see the appeal for McDonough to do that. But as we've seen with Credit Suisse's recent past, the amount of times they've kind of looked to have a clean slate and move on, you can count them on both hands. Owen Walker is our Europe banking correspondent. Thanks so much, Owen. Thanks very much. Before we go, we don't know how much paid time off Credit Suisse is going to give Francesca McDonough, but Goldman Sachs has just updated its vacation policy, perhaps because of the war for talent on Wall Street right now. Goldman's most senior staff can now take as much vacation as they want to, you know, rest and recharge. Junior bankers, they still have a fixed number of vacation days. This limitless leave policy is known among tech companies, but not so much in finance, One criticism of unlimited leave is that it can actually lead staff to take even fewer days off. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.